Hi, and welcome to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. Your host here, Ray Dell, with Raymax Eastside Brokers here in Bellevue, Washington. Uh, so today, what I thought I would uh, talk about is what's coming with regards to new rules and regulations that are being implemented by our local MLS, which more than likely will be implemented other MLSs uh, throughout the nation as time goes on how it might or may not affect you as buyers and or sellers. So what is this new rule change? What we're going to start doing effective in the month of October of this year is that when a property is put on the market with any real estate agent or any real estate company, keep in mind that Zillow is not a real estate company. John L. Scott is, Windermere, Remax, Century 21, Redfin, they're all real estate companies. How Zillow gets their data is by having data licensing agreements with all those real estate companies and they publish those listings on their site. So even on Zillow's site, any listing that's on our MLS has come from the Northwest MLS. We'll go on all these websites, home search sites, things like that. What's different in starting in October then from before is when a listing or a home for sale was published, it would show all the material facts about the home, the price, the address, bedrooms, bathrooms, marketing remarks. You would never disclose the listing agent private remarks between agent to agent about showing instructions and title and escrow. But you as a buyer could see uh, what the seller's agent, the listing agent, was being compensated in terms of a brokerage fee. What wasn't published on the public sites was what the offering was from the seller to a buyer broker, an agent that you as a buyer hired to help you find a, a home, write up an offer on the home and walk you through the many steps of a successful escrow. So starting in October, you'll get full, what they call, full transparency of what a buyer broker is being offered in terms of compensation, as well as what a listing broker is being offered or paid for by the seller and compensation. Now I'll read to you what our MLS has printed out so that you can get a little better understanding with how this may apply to you as a buyer and or seller. It says here, first, a member real estate firm will be able to publish the offer of compensation to the buyer's broker, the selling office, for each listing on the Internet Data Exchange, what we refer to as the IDX fee. The information will also be available on client reports and the client system, what's called our matrix system. Second, the requirement that the seller offer a selling office brokerage fee or commission and the listing will be removed. So therefore, the seller is not required going forward to offer any compensation to a buyer broker. If there is no selling office compensation being offered, the buyer and the buyer's broker can negotiate with the seller for a selling office broker fee as part of the offer to purchase. So that's where you're going to end up having to have discussions. Use a buyer with your buyer broker. Use a seller's agent, listening agent with your seller about how this all works out. So for me, what I do is I sit down and talk to my sellers now and say, this is what I charge for my services to represent you as a seller. 
this is what I recommend you offer to pay a buyer broker for bringing you a buyer. Everybody's got their own pricing mechanisms in place. I have mine. What I want to get paid for a seller for all the things that I do, my value proposition. And I have the same thing when I'm representing a buyer. I feel I bring a lot to the table, so therefore my compensation is what I want to charge. What other agents want to charge is up to them. What other companies want to charge is up to them. It truly is uh, negotiable like so many things in life are. So if you interview an agent to sell your home, certainly you have the right to talk about what the compensation is and what your obligation may be if you agree to hire that agent. And the same thing if you're a buyer working with a realtor, that realtor may very well sit down and say, well, look, in order for me to work with you, we need to sign a buyer broker agreement. This is what I want for my compensation. So if you agree to sign that agreement, that whatever the seller is willing to pay you or not willing to pay you, you're going to make up the difference by signing that buyer broker agreement. And we all have different buyer broker agreements. I'm not going to get into specific terms and conditions here or like I would on uh, negotiating or talking about brokerage fees with the sellers by way of my podcast. It's a conversation you need to have with whomever you're going to work with. So part of this too that will be stipulated that everyone needs to be aware of. This is why is the requirement that the seller offer a selling offers brokerage fee and the listing being removed? So they go on to say that sellers have always been able to determine the level of compensation they want to offer the selling firm. This change now allows for greater flexibility for sellers when listing their homes, while affording buyers and buyers brokers a vehicle for negotiating the compensation for the buyers broker services when making an offer to purchase. So our, our agreements representing a seller are listing contracts. So in order for a home to go on the market, we actually have to have a signed listing contract before we can place somebody's home on our MLS. And putting the home on an MLS affords the seller the maximum market exposure. Because when your home goes on our MLS, it, it goes out to every real estate website portal out there. So if your home is on the market in Seattle through our MLS or any MLS, people in Italy, people in Australia can see it by going to any one of those websites and see that your home is available. And people move from country to country all the time. If you try to do it yourself and you're not in the MLS data bank, so to speak, you're going to limit your ability to reach maximum market exposure. And that's kind of what you're paying for when you're hiring a real estate agent. Our listed contract will be revised to remind the seller that under state law, it provides that the buyer's brokers are not required. They're not required to show any property for which there is no written agreement to pay compensation to the buyer's broker. So our rules before, from what I understand, is that we had to show any and every property. But now, as a buyer broker, if I'm not getting compensated from the buyer and the seller's not willing to compensate me, I am under no obligation to show the buyer that property. And why should I if I'm not going to be compensated for helping the process along and getting the home sold uh, in a timely manner and working with the client to make sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed? So it's going to change a little bit. My 
my intent here on this podcast is to get more information as a seller, get more information as a buyer. I have my own uh, thoughts on what my sellers should do when they hire me and how we should handle compensation to a buyer broker uh, and others will have their insights and input too. Uh, in the end, we all want to be compensated for our time, energy, and effort, and our own personal intellectual property, our experience and expertise that we bring to the table. So that's forthcoming. It's starting in, no, in October of this year. I know a, a few major real estate companies have come out and said, hey, starting October, we're going to start doing this. And the fact of the matter is everybody's going to be doing it, and it's not because one in particular real estate company has decided that they're going to do it and no one else is going to do it, is that everybody's going to do it because that's how the information is going to be fed from our MLS onto the IDX listing data portals so automatically display that information. And if those real estate portals will not put that on there, then I would think our MLS would say, hey, you can't put that home on that on your website unless you meet our criteria for publishing the data. So RMLS's first bylaw states that the purpose of that Northwest MLS is to benefit the community in which the MLS acts. The member of Northwest MLS will cooperate and maintain ethical relationships among themselves with the public. Northwest MLS will at all times act to improve the standing real estate brokerage in the community and better serve the public in all real estate transactions. And I think at the end of the day, we all try to do that. Uh, you don't want to work with companies or people that can't be upfront, honest, and transparent. So again, if you want more information, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to answer these questions, get complete clarification of what this means to you as a buyer and a seller. Currently, I have these conversations with my sellers now. As a consumer, as a buyer, you will be, start seeing all the relevant information about the real estate, and include the consumer broker relationship information as I just discussed. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm Ray Dove, Remax Eastside Brokers here in Bellevue, Washington. My email is raydoveremax at gmail.com and my phone number is 425-681-8630. If you're currently working with a real estate agent as a buyer or as a seller, sit down and talk with them. If you're ending those relationships and you want to talk to someone that's been in the business for 40 plus years, who has lots of experience and expertise in navigating all these different steps of home buying and home selling, I would love to hear from you. Have a great week. Hopefully this podcast will prove to be beneficial for you as as you move forward. Thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great week. I think on our next podcast... I'm going to try to get a lender in here to talk about lending and how to go about the lending process. My building inspector, I want to have him come in and chat about some of the things he sees, some of the things he looks for, why it's important to have a building inspection, some of the mishaps that go along the way. I'm also trying to get a Thailand escrow person to be a guest speaker to at least give people more information on what that's all about. What's behind the curtain of title insurance and escrow. Uh, so not sure who I'll bring to the table next week. Maybe we'll talk about the signing, closing paper, the process, and the coordinating the move-in and move-out process. I think that'll be my next podcast. So stay tuned and listen for that. Have a great week.